You're listening to the Michael Papinjak Show. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. TMPS 96. We're getting closer and closer and closer to Mr. 100. All right, here we go. This is a late night show. It's after 10 p.m. Going to be a short one. Basically, this show's purpose is going to be to... uh, Promote the Show 100 event. I just did a little calculation, and the 100th show will be recorded on July 5th. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put together, um, I'm going to put together like a uh, like a Facebook event or a group or something, and I'm basically going to have it just be this: whoever wants to come. And record the show. I it is around July fourth, but you know this is a Thursday, so I'm assuming people are either going to be celebrating the fourth over the weekend or whatever. But it is going to be on July fifth. Will be the one hundredth show recording. I'm going to set up a group on Facebook or an event. It'll probably be around six or six thirty to get people here to record the show, and we're just going to do it. We're I, it's going to be whatever it is. Probably going to be a celebration of a our great country of our freedom, plus the amazing fact that I have reached 100 shows. Now, the reason why I'm recording so late is um, my brother is moving to Seattle, and that means my niece Camila is moving to Seattle, and I didn't realize they were leaving on Sunday. I thought they were leaving next week. During the week sometime, and uh, today is my day off, you know, I record on Thursdays for the Friday release, and um, I just went down there to have dinner, and I was just going to kind of have dinner, and then, you know, rush back to Mars to record the show, and they were like, yeah, but you're not going to see Camila again. I said, what do you mean? They're like, we're leaving Sunday, and they're having a big farewell to do on Saturday, but I work all day. And they're leaving very early on Sunday morning. So I said, well, how about this? Um, Let's stay. We watched the movie Coco, which, you know, is like my favorite movie to watch with Camila. And we all cried because it's very, you know, it's, it's a bittersweet thing. It's a great opportunity for my brother. But I, of course, don't want them to move. I mean, it's just 100% don't want them to move. I don't want Camila out of my life in that way. Yes, we will visit them. They will visit us, et cetera, et cetera. But I would much prefer Camila to be living in Pittsburgh, of course. I mean, that's not even a question in my mind. That's what I prefer over what is actually happening. And so we watched Coco. We cried. We um, had a wonderful evening and then I realized, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll record the show Friday after work. And Jason and I will do the show. Then I'll quick do a little throwing together editing. And then I'll throw it out there in the world. But tomorrow, right after work, I'm heading downtown. I'm going to be seeing um, the Allison Krauss concert with my mother and my sister. Allison Krauss, if you're not familiar uh became actually rather famous in the country music genre when she was young and kind of had a big 
I don't know if renaissance is the right word, but a big burst of popularity in the year 2000 when Oh Brother Where Art Thou came out and bluegrass music kind of became the popular thing um, to listen to. And Alison Krauss um, was part of that. I'm a huge fan. She has one of the easiest most beautiful voices I've ever heard. It's just anything she does, it's very easy sounding. She doesn't struggle to sing. It just kind of flows out of her face. and It's really a gorgeous voice. I've never seen her live. I'd love to see her live. So tomorrow evening, I'm shot. I'm going to be gone right after work, straight downtown dinner, then see the show. And then uh, then Saturday night, I'm going to go hang out with my family uh, to see Camila before she leaves and my brother and Marissa and just sleep over my mom's house. And then, of course, I get roped into driving them to the airport, which is totally fine. I feel I'm going to be a blubbering, crying mess. But, you know, that is what it is. So that's why this show is a little TMPS 96 got kind of thrown thrown like into kind of a loop here I kind of had a plan I woke up I got a haircut I made an eye appointment I'm in desperate need of new glasses and an eye appointment I kind of ran some errands and um, you know I spent all day looking for something that you really don't think about so you know I'm in the car business and I routinely have to gather people's information Um, driver's licenses registrations and insurance cards so i am constantly in people's glove boxes looking for their registration and insurance cards and a lot of them have their information in these nice kind of uh pa registration uh clear view holder things and i've always wanted one because i today i actually printed out i i just renewed my my progressive insurance And I printed out my ID card, and it said, print out electronic ID card. And I thought, okay. So I I hit it. It brings up like a PDF or something, and it's four boxes. And I thought it was going to print out, so you fold it. You cut it out and fold it, and it's kind of like the, you know, like, I don't know, a three-by-three square or a two-by-two square. And uh, or maybe four by four. I don't know. I don't know measurements. This is a big issue of mine. If someone said walk, if someone said how far is it between me and that lamp over there, I have no concept of that distance. Someone said, oh, it's 50 feet away. I have no concept in my mind of eyeing a distance of how far things are. Or like I say, how many people do you think are, are in this room? I have no idea. There could be a thousand or there could be 50. I really have no kind of concept unless I can quickly count. But anyway, so I've always wanted one of these little. Ho- oh, oh, no, 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 no. Let me finish this. So I assumed it would print out in, and then you'd fold it. You cut it out, fold it into like a four by four square. So I say print. It prints four eight by 11 pieces of paper that together <laughs> somehow create my insurance card. But why would I keep four pieces of eight by 11 paper in my glove box? So I printed out a different thing and it's whatever. But I was looking online all day 
And I actually, I found them on Amazon, and I thought, you know what? I don't want to buy it on Amazon. I bet a store has it. So I stopped at Walgreens thinking they might have something weird like that. No, no go. Then I thought, you know who's going to have this on like an end cap? Walmart. Nope. They don't have it either. I know, I know most people, um... Most people probably just get them for free from their insurance company because often it'll say on the back of it like, you know, John Smith Insurance Company or Nationwide or something. And uh, But I've never received one, and my registration insurance kind of just thrown into my glove box. So I ran all around. I was going to stop at AutoZone thinking, well, they might have them. But I actually I ended up turning on to 19 the wrong way, and then when and then I made it, no, not the wrong way, just like at the wrong spot, and then I couldn't make a left. So I said, ah, screw it. And um, I ended up going to Chick-fil-A for lunch, and while I was in line for Chick-fil-A, I just went on Amazon and and just bought, bought the little registration holder thing on Amazon and said, forget it. It's just going to come in the, in the mail on Saturday, and uh, you're actually going to get one. Kind of a stupid, random, weird thing, right? But something that I've always wanted to organize my glove box. So if I have to get out my registration and have to get out my insurance card, there it is. You know what I mean? It's it's organized. Not that I need to get those things out often, but it is organized. And so um I did renew my my progressive today. I you know, it's your my day off. La- what do you do on your day off? At least for me, laundry, haircut, Made an eye appointment to get new new glasses. Um, I really want to get like a pair of tinted glasses, like Robert Downey Jr. wears when he's on like the red carpet and promoting and stuff. I asked her about those. She goes, "Yeah, we can tint a pair for you." I don't know how they would look uh, prescription, but I was kind of looking at the different styles. Thought it'd be cool to have a got like a blue tinted, not a blue like they're not like sunglasses. They're just tinted blue, so you could still see the eyes clearly. You know, but they have like a blue tint. I think that'd be cool. And then I, I ran around for that thing. And then, um, oh, I went to Bed Bath & Beyond. And I forgot my 20% coupon. And they were so nice to give me one. I got this Dyson. So I, I had this big Dyson, right? Like a big, like regular Dyson sweeper. Heavy as shit. Fucking awesome, but heavy as shit. But I live in a townhouse. And a townhouse is vertical. Okay, it's built vertical, and it's mostly stairs. There are literally a million stairs, and I I haven't actually vacuumed them, and they're all carpeted since I moved in. I'm going to admit that. I have not vacuumed them since I, I moved in, and it is because my sweeper is too heavy, and I don't have the right attachment. So I ended up going to Bed Bath & Beyond, and I got this, this, um, this motorhead, this, like, this um the this Dyson sweeper it's handheld and it you charge it and that only has about a half hour charge but that's that's more than I need just to do my stairs and my landings okay and it was like two hundred bucks which was a lot cheaper than like a seven hundred or six hundred dollar Dyson it was a Dyson for two hundred bucks I thought that was actually a pretty good deal came home very simple to put together very simple. And I actually vacuumed all my stairs and landings for the first time and my entry. And uh, it's so funny, the the vacuum, so it's a handheld, right? And you plug it in, you charge it, then you just, you kind of just unplug it. And then 
There's no cord. It's just this handheld Dyson thing. And it's so funny. You would think when it's like losing power, it would like kind of like power down or something or kind of go from like a... No, it just turns off. It goes from... And then it's just done. And I was like, what the hell? And it was just done. Only about a half hour charge, but that's really all you need. And there are two modes. There's max, which like fully max it out. And then there's... um just like kind of like a power saving mode. So I, I I bought that as well. And then I spent the rest of the day at my mom's house hanging out with Camila. Uh, we had an awesome roasted chicken dinner. And um, we had some... Uh, uh, what my, my sister Danielle made this very interesting tomato, onion, watermelon, balsamic vinegar salad. I I when 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 I when I was hearing this, I said, okay, tomato, onion, balsamic vinegar, that makes sense. Watermelon. Where's this watermelon? And she has a friend who's a chef whose name is Saffron. That's the guy's name. To me, when I hear this guy's name and Danielle talk about him, all I can think of is that salt bay guy, the guy who who like dropped the salt? Oh, so for people on Facebook Live, they're seeing my my Hello Kitty band aid. I was outside playing with Camila, and I got a boo boo, um, as Camila called it, on my elbow. And the only the only um, band aids my mom had were Hello Kitty, so I am sporting a Hello Kitty band aid. But when I think of the saffron guy. When my sister talks about him and I see him in my head, I've never met him, by the way. I have no idea who this guy is. I, I see the, that guy who, who like, you know, uh, seasons his uh, steaks, you know, by rolling the salt down his arm. And um, this, I think it's called the Salt Bay. Is that what it's called? Someone correct me there if, if I'm incorrect. But I think he's the Salt Bay. Anyway, that's who I see. But it's his recipe. It's his thing. I don't know where it's from. But I got to tell you, you know, when you add the watermelon in to that mixture, that acidic mixture of vinegar, tomato, onion, the watermelon adds this sweetness that is really, um, it's surprising. It's, it was very delicious. But we had mashed potatoes, which Camila, of course, papas, that's what she calls them, Spanish. Um, I mean, Camila is mostly papas. She is mostly potato uh, she loves mashed potatoes, and uh, which you know makes sense because she is a papinchak, um, after all, and we love potatoes, uh, especially of the mashed variety: roast chicken, mashed potatoes, some broccoli, and uh, that salad, and like a classic salad, lettuce, uh, et cetera, et cetera, oil and vinegar. But it was very nice, some um, kind of a family dinner, soft send off for my brother. Um, like I said, they're leaving on Sunday and, um, I'll be, you know, driving them out to the airport and tomorrow can't do a show because I'm going to see Allison Krauss. So I'm kind of going to do a quick TMPS 96 kind of to gear up to let you know that on July 5th, Thursday, July 5th, let me check that calendar one more time just to make sure. Yeah. So the seventh is today. And that is 96. The 14th will be 97. The 21st will be 98. The 28th will be show 99. And July 5th will be 
TMPS 100. And we'll be celebrating by doing a big 100 show extravaganza. Now, I, I thought, you know, in, in the shows leading up, we're going to do more of this probably on the 100th show. But, you know, I was kind of, you know, reminiscing here. Looking at TMPS 1, if you go on uh, our SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash the Michael Papinchak show slash tracks or just, cl- or just click on tracks, you'll scroll all the way down and you see our old, uh, my old symbol, TMPS emblem, and it just says TMPS 1. I never named that show. I've named most shows. And and I don't know if I should name it the beginning or the, the first show. I, I think I'm just going to leave it TMPS one. And I really wish it, it it was one year. It says it says one year, but I, I kind of wish it had a date. I'm sure if I you know kind of dove in here, there would there would be a date. But you know the host of that show was the lovely Amanda Mason who is now off doing her broadcasting career, TV broadcasting career, while I'm here doing my internet radio broadcasting hobby, as it is. You know, this show was her idea. Amanda, this whole thing is your fault, and we will celebrate you on July 5th for TMPS 100, and I hope that you are part of that show in some way, and I'm sure you will be, because I'll I'll probably make you be, and I'll probably just you know hammer you for the next one, two, three, four weeks until you either call into the show or send me a note or something. And then the second thing I ever did was record a three minute plug for Mexican Festival and Cafe Tachi, which were my original plugs. Mexican Festival being on Broadway, 103 in Broadway, which was a Mexican restaurant I sang at and ran karaoke night in Cafe Tachi, which is a very famous opera night in Midtown Manhattan, which I only sang at actually a couple times. I didn't really like to sing at Tachi. I I much more performed I mean I much more preferred just to kind of be at Tachi in that atmosphere. That but that that wasn't a real show. The next real show was, you know, Alex King drops by the studio. He was my kind of other, you know, he actually that was an accidental show. He stopped by cuz he wanted to see how my equipment worked and I set everything up and we started talking and I just pressed record thinking let's just talk and I'll press record turn it to an hour-long show and then the next real show is TMPS 2 which I'd, I'd never named featuring Amanda then three and then four and then five those I've never named they're just the the originals and then I did a couple commercials, which you'll notice have my picture in them instead of TMPS. Because, you know, the whole show came out of me wanting to do voiceover. Like, 
the new Mercedes-Benz S-Class. You know, like, or some some kind of, you know, I used to know this, this really... This really good commercial for for the S class. It was something that I used to do in my voiceover lessons. I can't remember what it is. Doesn't matter. But it was something that I. It was a very short copy. You know the new Mercedes Benz S class. I can't remember what it is. Isn't that crazy? I'm sure it's somewhere. If you listen to my shows, I'm sure it's somewhere. But I used to do like these like commercials, and I would practice. So I decided to make commercials for the show. And you can listen to them on SoundCloud. And I'm sure they're on iTunes as well. Actually, I don't know if they're on iTunes. Because I don't think everything I've ever done is on iTunes. Only everything after I got onto iTunes is on iTunes. And then TMPS 6. And then there was a there was a time when I actually tried to do a show every day. And then TMPS 7, and then 8. 8 is the first named official show. It's called Caitlin in the City because my friend Caitlin was around, and she co-hosted that that one. And what I think I'm going to do in the week, so I was at Bamboo, like I usually am, and there was a kid sitting next to me with a very beautiful young woman on his lap. And... I'm not sure why I said on his lap, but she was on his lap, which I thought was kind of interesting. And we were talking, and he said, you know, this is like like, like what I do. And I'm like, what do you mean this is what you do? He goes, like, I'm like in broadcasting. You know what I mean? And he goes, what you need to be doing is a show every day. You need to be giving, you need to be giving content every single day. And first off, I don't have time to do a show every day. But what I was thinking to kind of gear up for this, to gear up for TMPS 100, I'm going to I'm going to start re-releasing these shows. So you're going to see TMPS 8 pop up. You know, maybe on Monday, I'll just repost it. Like it'll it won't be I'll just reshare it basically to kind of gear the audience up. Maybe maybe you're a new listener. Maybe a year ago you didn't even know the show existed, so you would have no reason to go back and listen to TMPS 8, Caitlin in the City. Or maybe TMPS 9, The Fox on WMPS. So I, I had this whole thing where <coughs> I created this character called The Fox. He was The Fox on WMPS. He was kind of this very over-the-top, um, bumbling radio host who actually could never get his music to work. And it was to make fun of the fact that I can't play music because I don't have the rights to it. And I freaking hate that, that I can't just play you a song if I wanted to. And then I was trying to, like, this total relaxation to PS 10. I was trying to do this thing where, like, I'm pretty sure it was like a commercial. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah I don't know if, if you could hear this, but... Yeah, it was supposed to be like another radio show within my show. Welcome to the meditation hour with Bruce. You know what I mean? And I, and I was this other person, and then I did my show. So the first 10 shows were very experimental. And, you know, you should go back and kind of explore those because I didn't, I didn't really know what I was doing or what the show was going to be. And then TMPS 11, I brought Camila onto the show. She was a baby. 
and then 12, um, actually show 13, you'll notice that show 13, it goes from 12 to 14. I'm very superstitious. So there is a show 13, but you notice it, it doesn't say that. But there is a show 13. But you'll have to go and look at what it says. Never been the same, the Thanksgiving show, what I like about me. I mean, this is like Jason. This is where Jason really got um, uh, involved in my brother. He did a show. Let me tell you something about women. That's definitely a show that Jason was on. Taking it to the next level. Christmas show. I mean, there's really, you know, when you go back, um, I mean, hookers and blow. I'm going to write that down. TMPS 24. Hookers and blow that that to me was kind of like that that to me was kind of like a turning point, you know, in the show when I mean sixty eight listens that's that's probably my my highest or among my my highest, you know. And you think sixty eight that's not a lot of people, not a lot of not a lot of listens, but like for me, I freaking love it, you know. Best of Jason, the three F's. That's a great show. The major announcement. He's never been okay. The Steve Asante diet, 94 listens. TMPS, 35. I mean, the Steve Asante diet, you know what I'm going to have to try to listen to these. Maybe I'll play them at, at, at work in kind of a self-serving thing where I listen to my own shows at work. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do that, but you never know. Maybe just to prepare for TMPS. 100, which will be recorded on July 5th. So actually, we've only been 25 minutes in. That's all this show is going to be. This is probably going to be my shortest show on record because it's late. I, I have to work tomorrow. I had a kick-ass month last month. I'm getting into gear, rolling out those Volvos, loving the brand, loving the job, you know, having a great time. Got to do it all again tomorrow. Had a great day off. I did not go into work today, which is very rare for a Papin Shack day off. I usually go into work. There's usually some reason, and there actually was a customer who wanted to, to come in, and I just said no. Ask for someone else. I didn't tell him this, but I'm spending time with my family. There comes a point where you have to take your day off and what is important spending time with Camila who I'm not going to see on a weekly basis anymore or maybe and I put a big maybe sell a car it's not like he said I'm coming in to buy the car that's different if he said I'm coming in to buy the car like I'm ready to buy it maybe I would have gone in but to just go in because maybe he might buy it? Is there someone there to show it to me? I think that was his his email. Yeah, there's someone there to show it to you. Now, if you said to me, is someone there to sell it to me? Then I'd be like, I'm there to sell it to you. And maybe he bought it tonight. I don't know. Maybe the, the guy or the girl who showed it to him closed him. I have no idea. I'll find out tomorrow or today because the show comes out on Fridays like TMPS 100, which will come out on July 6th, ready for July 4th, quote-unquote, weekend. But you know what? You have to prioritize. 
What is important? Selling one car or my family? And in that instance, my family trumped everything. I, I, I needed to spend that time, and I don't regret it. I hope he bought tonight, and I hope that he was well taken care of by one of my colleagues. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't even show up. Who knows? I haven't heard anything. I emailed a manager, uh, te- e- emailed the guy, have heard nothing since. So who knows? Maybe he stopped and saw it and left. and said, hey, I'll call Mike tomorrow. You don't know. I don't know. But usually I'm very eager on my days off to go in to help people because it's my job. And I only make money if I sell cars. So I don't mind going in when I I know it's going to be worth it, when I know it's going to be something that I need to be there for. But today I needed to be there for my family. That's what was most important to them and, and to me. And he can go look at that car and someone can help him because I'm not the only salesperson there. Everyone else is competent enough to help him out to look at a car. You know, when I was in college singing, um, I got sick a lot. I actually got sick a lot during my music career. Um, I was often riddled with sinus infections and a lot of issues. And what I find what's really funny is that in the past year, I have been very rarely, if ever, sick. And all these people are sick around me, but I'm never sick. And I don't know if it's because I'm in a cleaner environment. Maybe I'm less stressed. I don't know. Is music. But in my singing career, I was always sick. And I was very ill. And... I was doing this, um, it was the opera scene's performance my, I want to say junior year. It might have been my senior year. I'm not, I'm not really sure. It doesn't matter. But I was doing um, uh, a scene from uh, Mahagoni by a, by a Kurt Vile. And I think I was doing some other things, but that was kind of like, like the big thing. <coughs> Excuse me. And I got, I got really sick. And I went to my voice doctor, and I said to him, I said, listen, I need to do this performance. And he looked at me, and he said, there's always somebody else. He goes, someone else can do it. You're not the only person who can do it. And I don't know if I thought I was the only person. It's not really about me being the only person. It's more about me getting a well, this wasn't a job. It was a, it was a school thing. But in my mind, an assignment, rehearsing that assignment, getting all the way to like the night or two before the performance, and then getting sick and not being able to do it. And to me, I feel I let myself down, my family down. Who might be coming to see me? Um, I let my colleagues down. And this was actually mono. Now that I'm thinking about it, this was actually when I got mono. But you understand, at this point, I don't think I knew I had mono yet. I was like in this beginning stages of mono where I I was sick and my tonsils were like golf balls and I I wasn't quite diagnosed yet. And that's actually a great story. I was working at Eddie Bauer. My manager told me to go home. I said, why? She's like, you look terrible. 
I got in my car, my throat hurt, I pulled down my visor, my, you know, and to get the mirror, and I saw these two golf balls in the back of my throat. I immediately went to the ER. I was examined. I called my girlfriend, Jackie. I said, Jackie, I'm at the ER. She walked from school to the hospital because she didn't have a car. And I'm like, wow, that's that's true love. She walked from school to the hospital. I fell asleep after getting my blood drawn. I fell asleep in the ER gurney. And the guy woke me up and said, you have mono. And I went out and I saw my girlfriend, Jackie. And I said, Jackie, I have mono. She goes, oh. And the look on her face, like that's what she expected. I'm like, what do you mean, oh? She goes, well, I, well I'm a carrier. Like, what do you mean you're a carrier? She goes, yeah, I've given two ex-boyfriends and a friend of mine. I guess they shared a drink. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe they made out. Who knows? I've given those three people mono. I'm like, you could have told me. I mean, I would have been nice to know that dating you. Oh, by the way, this is our third date, and I really like you. Um, I fully plan on making out later tonight with you, if that's okay. And just so you know, I do carry mono. So in three to four months, you're probably going to get really, really sick. Listen, mono is one of the most interesting illnesses I think you can have that isn't like totally crazy and life-threatening, just kind of like... It, I was I was really sick for like two or three weeks. We're talking sore throat, big tonsils, like coughing, sneezing, that whole sick, sick. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, when you look at me, you go, wow, that guy has, has a cold. That guy has the flu or something. And then you get better from that. Your tonsils go down. But then for the next month or two or however long yours drags out, you just have this. You, you you could sleep for 12 hours, wake up, have five minutes maybe of some kind of energy, and then after those five minutes that you probably spent walking to the bathroom and back, you are totally shot. It feels like you haven't slept in days. I remember I had to cancel my junior recital you know, because so I, so I had to cancel that Mahagoni opera scenes performance. They ended up having to get an alumni from Chicago to come up to sing Maya part, which I thought was kind of cool. I had to cancel that and my junior recital. So I was going to do my junior recital and senior recital in the same year. Junior in the fall, senior in the spring. But think about it. I've already been preparing my junior. Plus, I have the summer to prepare my junior recital. So doing it in the fall, really, I'm not really cramming. I'm just moving the performance to the fall. Keep the music fresh. Do that and then prepare for the senior. But I had to go. They said you have to come up and sign up for your recital in person. And I thought, guys, I have mono. Can't I send like a proxy or can't I like just send you an email or something? No, you got to come in person. And I thought, well, at least I'll get some fresh air because at this point I was quarantined in my um, dorm room and only kind of Jackie would come and visit me and, you know, bring me soup and uh, Gatorade and, you know, NyQuil and my medication or whatever she had to bring me. 
and I really didn't leave because, first of all, I was sleeping most of the day, hallucinating on NyQuil. Because what would happen is, is, is you would sleep all day, and then you would kind of wake up, and you'd be tired, but you couldn't go back to sleep. It was very strange. So I, I would pound, pound NyQuil, which I would hallucinate on, um, to kind of like just go to sleep. And I remember I, I, I woke up. I, I got enough energy to get a shower because I never leave my my home unless I'm showered and I put on some clothes. I remember walking out of my dorm. I lived in Sage for all my Lawrence University alumni who are listening. I, I lived in Sage at the time. It was the only year I didn't live in in um, in Coleman. I lived in Coleman the other three years, but my my junior year, I lived in uh, in Sage and in this little little one you know single uh dorm room is as big as my studio i i I bet that dorm room was actually smaller than the studio that i'm in right now and so um i remember walking out the front door of sage and i'm looking across campus to where the conservatory is where i had to go to sign up and i i remember thinking there's no way in hell I am going to be able to walk from my dorm room to the conservatory. Because if I can go from my dorm room to the bathroom and back and be completely gassed, how on God's green earth am I going to get from Sage Hall to the conservatory? And I remember thinking, well, I have to. So I just started walking. And about halfway between Sage and the conservatory, there was a bench. And I remember just sitting on the bench, and people would pass me by and go, Pappy, what's up? I haven't seen you. Mike, how's it going? Papinchak, what's happening? And I just kind of wave. Then another time, at some point, I stood up and I walked to the conservatory. I walked in, I signed up, and there was a little area, little lounge. I sat in that lounge for I don't even know how long, hour, two hours, just working up the energy. And the more, more the mental focus to walk back to my dorm room. That's mono. It's a crazy, crazy thing. And all of this came up because this doctor told me there's you're not the only one. And sometimes, you know, when you work in a business where the only way to make money is to do something, is to sell, you really hold on to every single thing, every text, every email, every phone call, every correspondence. You never want to relinquish it to someone else because the moment you relinquish it to another salesperson, you might lose it. And it could be gone forever, and that's money. You're losing money. You know what I mean? You're, you're losing the ability to pay for something. But, all, but that doesn't matter today. What mattered today was family. And what mattered today was hanging out with Camila and my brother. I know I'm going to see them again. They got their wedding coming up. Of course, I'm going to be going to. I'm sure Marissa... We'll bring Camila back to visit. I'm sure we'll go up to Seattle to see them. But it's different when 
for the past two years, well, for the past year for me, I think, well, yeah, I mean, Larry's been back here for a couple years, but the past year for me, it's like I took it for granted that they were so close. Because, of course, I never knew that he'd be going to Seattle. He, he would literally be moving as far away as he possibly could go and still be in the continental United States. I didn't know that was going to happen. I almost wish I did because I would have spent every moment I could with that baby. Every single moment that I could, I would have spent with that baby. I know I'll see her again, but it's going to be really hard to watch them go. I almost don't want to drive them to the airport because I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it because my mom is going as well. So it's not like my mom and I will be driving back together. I'm going to drop everyone off at the airport and then drive back alone. I'm not sure if I want to do that, you know. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to handle that. That emotion of of, you know, letting them go like that. And knowing that in 10 days when I pick my mom up, they won't be there. They'll be in Seattle, you know. That it could be months before I see Camila again. And at, and at this point in her life, after a week, she's like a different girl because she's growing so quickly and developing and talking. If, if, it, if two, three months goes by and I see her again, it's going to be like a different person, you know, and I looked forward to being there for every week of her life, but this is life. This is what happens and you can't control it. Opportunities, you have to take them, you know, you, you have to seize your moment as Ernesto de la Cruz says in Coco by Disney Pixar, probably one of their greatest movies ever made. Phenomenal film, which I watched this evening with my niece, Camila. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for listening to TMPS 96. Remember, on July 5th, we'll be recording TMPS 100. It'll be coming out on July 6th. And I'm going to be setting up an event for my listeners, for my Facebook live people, for my co-hosts and people who have actually been on the show to invite you to either watch on Facebook Live, to listen on Friday, or to actually physically come and be on the show. I welcome anyone who actually physically wants to be here. You can come. You just have to, like, tell me. You just can't show up. Like, please kind of tell me. Maybe we'll have beef tips, Jason. Maybe we'll have a mini fridge with drinks, Jason. Maybe these things will happen for TMPS 100. Luckily, I only do a show every week, so it's not like it's coming up in a few days. It's coming up in a few weeks. So we have time to accomplish these things that you have been dreaming about for the studio. So again, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week on The Michael Papinchak Show. For all your tailoring needs, head up to Chico Tailors at 133 West North Street, Butler, PA, 16001. Call them at 724-287-5814. Email them at info at chicotailors.com. Chico is spelled C-I-C-C-O. Over four generations of experience goes into every garment.